Hello, hello, everyone. It's Amanda Grace, and I have Marty Grisham with me, who I'm going to bring on in a minute. I have the birds flying around the office. Up, oh, you just saw Chet's wing. There is it. it. Look at the two of them. Grace, stop bullying Chet. You see what she does? Oh, you're going to get it. Oh, she's going to get it. Grace may have to get put away, and I may have to have Marty start the show because Grace is not being very nice right now. Well, welcome to everybody who's coming on the United States and around the world. Welcome to our moderators and our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. We're going to bring Marty on in a minute to open up in prayer. I just wanted to um, say two quick things. First of all, our Passover Seder is going to be next Monday, April 10th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Amanda Grace, the number for him.blogspot.com is the shopping list so you can buy and prepare the Passover and we can do the Seder together. Also tomorrow, Eric Metaxas will be on the day of the arraignment here on our Ark of Grace at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to discuss his book, Letter to the American Church in the crucial hour we're in and what is happening tomorrow. And so we will put that out as well. So as I'm watching them chase each other, let me bring in Marty. <laughs> Marty, Marty, it's start me. talking for a minute. I got to grab Chet. Start okay. talking. Okay. So uh, you, we can't see Amanda, but I'm, I'm going to begin to describe what she's doing. Oh, she's back. Okay. Yeah, because Grace is chasing. <laughs> Grace is right now perching on God is good all the time. Yeah, you bet your butt Grace he is. Otherwise, you, otherwise you'd be in trouble right now for chasing Chet. I feel like your birds are in trouble all the time. I feel like your birds are like a little dirty country boy that's always disobeying his mom. That's what Grace is. Grace (laughs) is like that. Yeah. When she's out of her cage. So. Well, how you been, Amanda? Hadn't seen you in a long time. (laughs) We We were supposed to do Grace out loud on Thursday. And on emergency, I had to have three teeth pulled. Yes. And so we had to change it uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, And so we switched it to tonight. Good. It is good to be here. And it's good to see all the cooing in the background. You hear it? Um, What? Yeah, it's really, it's beautiful. Um, So, yeah, we are, we're excited about today. Uh, You know, I've had a stirring. You and I talked last week about what we were going to cover last week and, so we got delayed and I've just had even more time to just think about it. You've had more time to train your bird, to, your birds to do circus acts and cool stunts mm-hmm. like the ring of fire. Are you going to do the bird through the ring of fire tonight? Cause I'm really looking forward to that. We, you never know, Marty. As, okay. As, as the Holy spirit moves. We'll see what happens, but I'll have you okay. open up in prayer, Marty. Cause it's your turn. We should do that because I'm starting to get really unserious. We need some prayer. prayer. Okay, okay. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Father God, I thank you for this wonderful time that uh, we can all come together. Father, it's not just uh, Amanda, Chris, and Jenny and I. It's all of the Ark of Grace family. It's the Loudmouth Prayer family. It's all of us. We come together, Lord, because we love you. We come together because we want your plan, your purpose. We want your will. We want your heart. We want your mind. We want your intentions. We want you to have the fullness of your life in our lives. So this time, this next hour, Lord, I'm asking you to help us lay aside our own ambitions, lay aside our own premonitions, lay aside 
all the things that we think we're in control of, lay them aside and just offer them to you so that you can come in and you can do what you do best. You can save the day every day. You can come in and give us your glorious way. You can come in and restore us more every day unto the likeness of Christ, taking us back to who we are, our identity in him. Father, I thank you for this time. And Lord, I'm, I'm pulling on you tonight. Yes, Lord. Our nation needs you. Yes. Some have thought it's been hopeless, Lord, but it's not. No, our hope no. is in you. Some have thought that how can we believe for the better? But I say that we can believe in you. And you say all things are possible to they who believe. So we can put our trust in you. Yes. And we do that tonight. So we're asking you, Father, in the precious name of Jesus, to bring us prophetic insight, to bring us prophetic revelation, to bring us the seeing and knowing what we each need for our lives to get in the zone with you, the place of usability. Our nation needs our voice as we fill our voice with your words. Our nation needs the authority that you gave us so that you will back us with your power. You. So, Lord, I'm asking you, give us insight and revelation to share with this wonderful people of God, the Thank tens you. of thousands that are going to see this show. Lord, I'm asking for the words that Amanda and I share, that it will pierce their hearts, enlighten their minds, and stir up a spiritual strength, initiative, and integrity on the inside that they'll take their place in authority because we will not lose this nation. And it's only the church that's going to ride in and save the day because we are the body of Christ. I thank you for it, Father, in the precious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise, Praise God. the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to have to get Chet down here. Oh, and uh, he's perched himself on to my left. I want to tell everyone while you're playing with birds that Amanda Grace can seriously make some really good homemade rolls. <laughs> Amanda, we took those home and we carved them into little figurines and now we play with them. They're so good. And we ate the crumbs of the, you know, but those were some really, okay, well, I didn't do that about the rolls and the figurines, but those were some really good rolls. Well, thank you. Yes, I made Parker House rolls at Aaron and Deb's house for everybody. Homemade. I'm Italian. Making bread is in my DNA. I mean, seriously, just think about it for a minute, but making bread is in my DNA. So yeah. that's what I did. I made homemade rolls with einkorn flour. So it's Dr. Sherwood approved. <clears throat> For Hallelujah. everyone to enjoy. So yes. Yeah. But yeah, I can make bread, bread, pasta, you know. You, you know, when you're when you grow up in the a strict Italian sort of setting, especially a city setting, your grandmother starts putting you on a stool at the age of six and telling you you're gonna learn how to cook because you're gonna have to cook for your husband. Wow. <laughs> That's what I learned. That's what my grandma did with me with squirrels. You got to clean these squirrels so oh, that your wife will cook them. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Oh, well, you're too up in the I can skin them, but my wife is not yet willing to cook them. Well, I, I agree with Jenny on this. 
I agree with Jenny. So, <clears throat> well, we have some after this. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Um, the healing revival. Oh, let's wow. talk about it for a minute. We had a great time. It was so it was so good to have you and Chris and the team come. The uh, team of grace, we call you the team of grace. <laughs> team of grace all came and swooped in like a big bird, like big bird from Sesame street, just swooped in. And honestly, we had a great time. You ministered twice. You helped us pray in the morning. Great messages, by the way, I haven't even got to talk with you much about that night. Uh, although we were all together, uh, you know, eating, that seems like all we do anymore is eat, which praise the Lord. Don't have a problem with that. We found God's will, but, um, yeah, so it was really good. We had a great time, a lot of healings and miracles. And I'm fixing to do a show pretty soon and just talk about and just go through and just list, you know, the healings and miracles and all the things that we had happen. There was a lot. And deliverances. There was a lot of deliverances. Yes. That, yes. That was, yeah. That's where it gets it, I, I, it very intense. And a few times, um, Chris started talking with somebody and he started realizing that they really needed deliverance. Yeah. And he would say to them, hold on, I'm going to get mad. And he, <laughs> hold on, I think man. all of us were saying that <laughs> at the, the whole crowd of ministers, like, hold on, let's go get Amanda. But no, you were busy. <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, we were all, all over the place, Marty there. We were, we were dealing with some serious stuff there. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, someone I was meaning to tell you, uh, someone emailed me and said that Chris prayed for them and they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with uh, speaking in tongues. Wow. Praise <clears throat> the Lord. I yeah. have to tell that to Chris. He's going to be so happy. Yeah, praise God. So it was a good one. And we have a next one planned. Um, we're doing one on May the 20th here in Tulsa. So anyone that would like to join Loudmouth Prayer, we're putting together the next one right now. I'm looking for the venue. We're going to pull the trigger pretty soon, and we're going to have a bigger venue, and we're just going to advertise and bring in, and and I'm just devising what it looks like, and we're just really going to run towards making Tulsa back into the city of faith and the city of healing that God originally his original plan for this, a place where people come together, they receive God's plan and will in their lives, in their bodies, everywhere, and then they take it back home with them. So, that, Well, that's, that's how change happens in, in cities and towns and where people live. That's how, in their households, that's how change happens. Yep. Did you yeah, just for sure. Oh, caption you, this. Oh, caption this. I know you're excited. I am excited. That's very excited for caption this. Oh, I hate you. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited. Okay. So uh, this, we'll, we'll do what I sent to Marty and then what Marty said to yes. me. Yes. I think okay. I've got yours pinned down. So this, so hmm. this is what I sent to Marty for caption this. Yeah, that's this it right there. Simple. You can't get no better than that. Well, I know exactly what this is. It rose as soon as I saw it, it come up out of my spirit. And I just out of my spirit came these words, 10 years to life. That's what I got. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Moses had eaten a bunch of blackberries and got it all over his nose. I would. Yep. That's what those are. Blackberries. I did not realize it was blackberries on the nose. <laughs> uh -huh. you, you, so you call it 10 years to life. I call 10 it years to life because of the bars. Yeah. <laughs> That's the fencing. <laughs> he likes to look through the bars. Okay. 
Oh, my precious bratty Moses. Moses can be a brat. And then mommy's got to discipline him. <laughs> As a good shepherd would, put him back in line. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then this is what Marty sent me. <laughs> you know, I, I always have to brace myself. Public service announcement when Marty sends me a picture because I never know what he's going to send. This was the caption, this. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. It, kind it, of. Well, well, it kind of makes sense. I would call this chicken fiesta. That's pretty good. Chicken fiesta, chicken which fiesta. kind of sounds like a meal. Doesn't it? Yeah. It sounds like a meal with some salsa in it. Or we could call, well, well, what else can we call this? We can't use the word tequila, so. <laughs> no, we can't use the word tequila. Tequila chicken's not good. No. <laughs> you know, Marty gave Chris a very special gift at the revival. Very special gift. Yes, it was. He gave Chris his very own gumbo. He, Yeah. His very own gumbo, the chicken. And you know where Chris put it? Marty? He where? displayed it on the dresser in our bedroom. Thank you. <laughs> God bless him. He walks so close with the Lord. <laughs> and now I have this chicken staring at me at night. Wow, that is dresser. awesome. Just so you know. He's, he's not going to let you move it, is he? He's, he's not going to let you move it, is he? No, he's not. No, no, that, 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 yes, that would, that would cause a, a big problem. That would trigger Chris. So we're just going to leave it on the dresser for now. Oh, we got a little bit of static maybe, there. Uh, oh, do I sound staticky? No, uh, my screen kind of froze up there for a second. Oh, okay. So well, let's just hope Cyrus does not jump up and take gumbo because there is a possibility as Cyrus grows, this will happen. We're just waiting for. I did find oh, my gumbo. He was downstairs. That's still what he under gave the Chris, hat. Everyone. See that? That's what he gave Chris. That's what's on my dresser right now. Just so everyone knows. Thank yep. you, Marty. <laughs> so absolutely no problem at all. And you you got a newer version. This one's been gnawed on by a few different dogs. So um, uh -huh. you can tell he's even faded. You can't tell, but the oh, bottom half of him. Is more faded than the top half of him. Um, yeah, I he's lost his squeak, but yours has a good squeak. Praise the Lord. Yes, well, praise God for oh, gumbo. Yes, so, <clears throat> so let's move on now from gumbo. Okay. So, by the way, I made you and Chris a gumbo. I'm sure it was good. You did. Marty can make gumbo. Yes. That's all I can say to everyone. He really. You want to tell all of America how good the gumbo was? Yes. It was delicious. It was delicious. It was almost as good as your rolls. Yeah, yeah, I know. We were, yeah, we were like running neck and neck there. But yeah. you had brought over the Tony Sasheries with it. And what is the other thing called? What's the other seasoning called? Willie's Dust. <laughs> so in, in the wonderful, glorious state of Arkansas, there is a place called um, <clears throat> Eat My Catfish. Now there's one in Siloam. Is it Siloam? There's one in Rogers, and there's one in Little Rock, which just got torn down by the radio. So the tornado just went through Little Rock and tore down the one in Little Rock. But if you're in Arkansas or you're driving through Arkansas on I-40, 
look for a place called Eat My Catfish. If you're near, you know, if you're on I-40, you have to go there. I'm not just trying to, but they have willy dust. Buy you some willy dust. It's the only place you can get it. And it was just one of the best Cajun spices. And they do catfish and crawfish. They do a lot of good food there. So. Well, thank you, because now everyone's going to be looking for this Willie dust, but I saw it and I'd never seen it in my life. So it was, it was a learning. Yep. It was a learning curve for me, Marty. Yeah. It's good stuff. So, mm-hmm. okay. well, praise God, Amanda. So I, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking if you could just kind of share with us, like what, what have you been getting about what's going on? And because, you know, the situation with our show, um, I'm not a media guy. I'm a ministry guy. You're not a, you know, you're a ministry lady. This is what we do. And our job is to bring truth, um, expel darkness, bring light. And in all of that, a large part of what we do is called to the body of Christ. The body of Christ, every minister alive, even an evangelist, evangelists might say, I'm only called to the world. No, you're not. All five ministry gifts were called to help the body do the work of the ministry. So you need to be having from two to 25 evangelists under you, raising them up and sending them out and showing them how to use healing in their hands, showing them how to put up a tent, showing them how to preach in the street, whatever. Prison ministry, I don't care what it is. Every ministry gift, every of the fivefold gift, should be somehow benefiting the body of Christ, raising, equipping, edifying, training. That's a really good word. The body of Christ to do something. Yes. So in that, I think, Amanda, we have a little of a deficit right now in the body of Christ knowing what to do when there's as much darkness in this nation as there is. Now I'm starting to speak by the Holy Ghost. You and I tonight, I would like for us to just pull on the coattail of the Father and have him just speak to us on what do we do in prayer? What do we do with the word of God? How do we just drive back darkness? Because it has pushed, it has tugged, it has slammed and pounded. It's done everything it could to our government, it's done it to our children, it's done it to our businesses, to our economic, it's done it in culture, it's done it in medical, it's done in every arena of the seven mountains and then some. And the body of Christ is the answer. I got a news flash for you, Walter Cronkite. I need you to listen to me. The church is the only thing gonna save the day. That's right. Jesus is the savior. He's the Savior, and he's only going to operate his power through his body because he can't do it. You cut him off, he's just a head floating around in heaven. I'm not trying to be weird, but I'm just saying that to portray. I know it's funny, though, but Jesus is the head, and we're the body. And the head does nothing but comes up with the plan and conveys it that the hands and the feet of the body can carry it out. So if you and I don't pray, if you and I don't drive back darkness, if you and I don't preach and teach and cover this nation with the word of God, we will be lost. Amen, Marty. I 100% agree with that. The enemy is what the enemy has done is he's taken a term, and you know what? I'm before I start talking because 
I, I, I can just feel where, where this is going to go. Come on. I'm just going to say, by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of almighty God with authority come forth in Jesus' name now. Amen and amen. Okay. The enemy took a term that was used by the Lord by the word of God, which is occupy, occupy till the Lord's return. Occupy is a military term. It means to literally influence every area of life and have, have a, a leadership um, and an oversight over every area. And the enemy took that term and he reversed it and he counterfeited it. And he ended up trying to occupy himself in every area of yeah. our lives. Yeah. And the enemy has done this now. And what's happening in the middle of what we see is the Lord is raising a standard in this nation. We are the standard. It is up to the church to carry the standard when these things happen. And you know what? If half the church don't want to carry him, well, good. Let them fall off because the Lord only needed 300 with Gideon yeah. to carry a standard against the Midianites. <clears throat> so yeah. The Lord doesn't need a majority. He needs a faithful, committed, obedient minority plus him, which equals the majority. Yeah. It's It comes down to with authority – comes responsibility we've been given as authority you how many books have you given the believers authority how many of those books have you given i talk oh about God. i taught on so many we have bought for people and sent out it's it, it might be in the thousands by now like we're encroaching yeah. on that because we just keep buying them for people and sending them out whoever right doesn't ask for one yeah i'll be it i i did a full series uh it might have been one or two weeks called stand and it's just stand your ground out of Ephesians, having done all to stand, stand. And it is just the authority of the believer one-on-one. If you're interested in sitting back and not reading a book, but want to hear a videos of, of a really charming guy with cool hair. Um, I've okay. That was a joke. Uh, I made either five or 10 videos in a series called stand. You can see on my rumble or on my website and, and, it's just teaching you when you get done with those, you will have a full understanding of how he's given you power. And we've given been given what's called delegated authority in that delegated authority. It's his power coming from behind us through us backing us. So we're not rising up in our own power, stopping the enemy. We're rising up with authority that his power is coming behind us, pushing us the driving force that he's backing the he's backing up the darkness he's stopping the enemy but with authority comes responsibility you cannot separate them no okay and so if you but that's what much of the body of christ has done amanda is they've taken the responsibility and they've just laid it aside because many were not taught that there's been such a deficit in true teaching in the body of Christ. Many people in the body of Christ have no idea about authority or responsibility. And when something stupid happens, they just say, must have been God's will. God's God's sovereign. God's just going to have his way. It must have been God's will. No, no. 
Lord have mercy, you could probably find a hundred things in 10 minutes through the New Testament that was not God's will, that we were always being called forth. I mean, the whole Great Commission that will lay hands on the sick. Well, that's us driving back the enemy's will, stopping sickness and bodies by enforcing God's will, where you don't enforce without authority and you don't even grasp authority without the revelation of responsibility. The body of Christ, I'm just going to say it. I got to say it, Amanda. The body of Christ, the church, is responsible for all of the darkness that is being spewed all over this nation. They're responsible because they're the only ones that could stop it. And they could have stopped it at any given time. But a lack, a deficit, a complete famine of spiritual integrity and strength and authority has been just flooding this nation in the body of Christ. So the body of Christ is just all wishy-washy. Well, while we prayed three times for this, I guess that was all we needed to do. They didn't even pray right. They didn't even know how to pray. Hadn't even been taught how to pray. Because you don't pray without authority. It's always wrapped up in what you're praying. Amanda, I'm just going off tonight. You just need to keep talking. Marty, I 100% agree with you. We have been given the power and authority. Power and authority go together. They do through Christ Jesus. We have been given that. Which means when we don't operate in that, or when half the church wants to fall off and become lukewarm, guess what the enemy does? He sees the vulnerability. He keeps circling and circling. The enemy roams about like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. When he sees that weak point, he strikes. You know why? Because there's no one standing there to stop him. There's nobody standing in the gap. And we see this many times. We've seen it in the Old Testament. We've seen it in the New Testament. I mean, imagine had Moses never gone to Pharaoh. Imagine, and got in the way of what the enemy was doing and said, the Lord says, let my people go. Yeah. Let them go. Yeah. So they may serve me. Imagine had Moses not done that. That's the problem. A lot of the church doesn't want to be inconvenienced by doing that. Yeah. You know? or inconvenienced by speaking out, or inconvenienced by being berated in the court of public opinion because you have (laughs) people out there who think they're woke when they're really blind. Yeah. This is why. And we see this happening, and it is up to the church. When the Lord saw what the Midianites were doing every year to his people, for seven years it went on. And then you know what happened? The Lord found Gideon. And he found Gideon hiding wheat in a wine press, I believe it was. Mm. It was wheat or barley in a wine press. And he raised up Gideon. He taught him. He called him. He molded him. He got him ready. And Gideon led an army of 300 people against an army of 147,000 men Mm. and defeated them. That's the kind of faith that's going to take in this hour. Yeah. Because yeah. as long as God is still on the throne, there's hope. Yeah. Yeah. You For can't sure. just want to package the nation and hand it over to the enemy and go, oh, well, there's no hope. The enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy, <clears throat> and he did something horrible in Nashville. There's no hope. Yeah. 
No, no it's that you people should be out in the streets right now <laughs> praying on their knees. They should be not protesting, praying. <laughs> Because the yeah. fervent, effectual prayers of a righteous man availeth much. That's what it's going to take right now. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And coming together. <clears throat> oh, my, my, my. So this morning on my Walking with Jesus um, series, I think I did day 36. And in that Walking with Jesus series, I'm going through all 37 of the miracles of Jesus. But some of them I've stayed on a few extra days. So I've got quite a few more days to go. Maybe 10 more, maybe eight or 10 more miracles to cover. Miracles and healings. What well, today I covered where Jesus just had a multitude of people. Um, Jesus got off a boat and came into an area in Matthew 8 or wherever it's at. And he came into an area and it's, it literally said the men of the region saw him and recognized him and literally then just turned around and ran through all the cities and the villages and brought the sick to him. Holy moly, Amanda. If, oh my gosh, do I got to scream this from the rooftops? If the men in the body of Christ of this nation just got a backbone the way these men did? Seriously. The, now, I'm not putting anyone down, but I'm talking to those who aren't doing their job. Raise up, rise up, join together and do something. It literally said the men went now, there's two accounts. I think there was the Matthew account, maybe the Mark or the Luke account, and where they're talking about the same story. One account says the men went and got the sick and brought. The other account said the men went and got beds of people. They literally were carrying the beds, and they went to the marketplace in the cities and villages, and they lined up the streets with the sick. This is what the men did, and it literally said that Jesus would walk down the street and every single, it said every single one that reached out and touched his garment and touched him was made whole. We're talking paralyzed. We're talking, you name it, everything, the worst you can imagine. They touched him. It said 100%. It said all were made whole. Someone's going to say, oh, wow. Oh my gosh, Marty, how wonderful that happened. How powerful that Jesus is. Yeah, but you missed the point. It was the men that did this. It was the faith of the men that made this happen. The faith of the men grabbed Jesus and grabbed the sick and pulled them together and made them connect. They would not have connected if the men of the region had not done their part. There's a responsibility upon us today. We will lose a nation. We will lose the body. We will lose your children. There's so much being lost if we don't rise up. The hour is growing. The hour is growing short. It's growing short. We're down to minutes. We're down to seconds. It's time to move. It's time to wake up. It's time to no more slumber. Quit hitting the snooze on the alarm clock. Get yourself out of bed and do your job. Amen, Marty. Amen. I 100% agree because the body of Christ is called to carry the standard. Yes. Happen. We are called to bear that standard. We are called to put that yoke on us. And many of them don't want to put that yoke on because it's not the popular thing to do. Come on. Get over yourselves. Honestly, get over yourselves. Jesus yeah. didn't care pride. if it was the popular Stinking thing pride. to do. He didn't care. Jesus did not care whether it was popular 
to do yeah. what he did or say what he did. You know why? Because the truth mattered more to him and the truth of God and doing God's work mattered more to him than what people thought of him. Pastors, listen up. If you are making your messages to cater for tithes and offerings, knock it off. Knock it off. You start speaking the truth of God. You seek the kingdom of God first. God will take care of you and your needs. But if you are pandering to wokeism, if you are pandering to the kingdom of darkness, if you're pandering to perversion, if you're pandering to liberalism, if you're pandering and bowing because the, the sheep want you to bow, you have lost your position as the shepherd. Shepherd doesn't bow to the sheep. The shepherd watches <clears throat> over them because sometimes sheep don't know what's good for them. Yeah. And th this is where they got to get in line. This is where it's it's the hour that I, I have been saying it probably for a year and a half that the hour is upon us where the shepherds and the showmen are going to be separated. They are going to be very separated. The Lord's going to drop a plumb line and you're going to see who's a showman and who's a shepherd and the hour is upon us. I felt the Lord on that. Praise God. <laughs> well, you're wound up like gumbo under a, under a hat. I'm telling you, praise the Lord. <clears throat> I want to read, um, cause you just, you just, you hit something right there. It might take me a second to find it here, but, um, the Lord spoke. There it is. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know if I ever read this for you to hear this. I go to a church in Tulsa, <clears throat> a good friend of mine, pastors. And when I'm sitting there, they, they have a lot of gifts of the spirit operating. But that day they had a wonderful teacher. One of our teachers at Bible school was teaching that day. Jeannie, Jeannie um, Orison, wonderful woman of God, beautiful, beautiful teaching gift. And she's teaching. So, you know, it wasn't real active because she's just a line upon line, but says such an amazing job. But when she was doing that, the Holy Spirit just started speaking to me. And he said, my church is a circus. Oh, my gosh. I got to find the prophecy now. You've just triggered me. Keep talking. I'm going to find it. <clears throat> okay. So this <laughs> is this. So I begin to write. Now, I normally in the past, like a few years ago, the word of the Lord would come into me similar to what you, it may be like in the nighttime or the daytime. And I would just sit down and I would start typing it. And he would just give the words as I typed. I've moved from that just purposefully. I could go back to that at any time, but I've moved now more of trying to get over into the inspired utterance version of it. When prophecy comes, I want to speak it at the spur of the moment, because that's the, the nitty gritty of what the spirit of prophecy or the office of a prophet is about. Yes. But in this one, I'm obviously sitting in a church, so I'm not going to stand up and prophesy. So I began to type, and this is what the Lord gave me. <clears throat> he called it the circus. Whoo, here we go. What if the body of Christ looked like a circus and has for some time now? Animals large and small, even a serpent and scorpion section for viewing the reptiles. Oh boy. Professional, listen to this, man. Professional lion tamers, you know, the lion's a devil. Professional lion tamers holding a whip instead of a sword. Bearded ladies that don't know their gender or identity in Christ. Strong men that have the people in a grip through the hand of religion, but, and at last but not least, the clowns. Those leaders, he's calling the clowns, those leaders that try to steal their show, 
the show with their funny antics and the pride, endeavoring to make all eyes set on them, I add, instead of eyes upon Jesus. Clowns are entertainers. They are for children, spiritual children. No one, and I mean no one, has ever grown and had any spiritual growth from following clowns. But here you are talking to me and those of us like Amanda, and here you are, the ones that walk the high wire, the most dangerous role of all, the concentration concentration and focus on the job is at hand. Uh, the job at hand is like no other, walking a thin wire, staying balanced. Now, I knew when he talked to me about staying balanced, he was talking about balancing the word with the move of the spirit because it's a balance where the two can work together. He said, walking a thin wire, staying balanced, not getting too far one way or the other, but walking high above all the circus, walking in a place far above all the distractions below. I have found this to be so accurate that we are supposed to walk in such a place. You and I, listen, I'm talking to you people. You and I are supposed to walk in such a place where we're fellowshipping with the spirit and we're fellowshipping with the word and we're walking a thin wire of staying balanced with these two. We're supposed to walk in such a place with God that we're not moved or distracted with all the clowns, all the bearded ladies, come on, all the strong men, all the religion, all the serpents and scorpions. We're not supposed to be led astray Oh, come on. I just said something. You ever heard of the terminology, the doctrine of devils? That's exactly what I'm talking about. There's doctrines of devils, demonically induced strongholds and mindsets pushed and shoved and usurped into the body of Christ to turn away the power of God to work through the body of Christ. I am saying so much right now. Amanda, what do you got? Oh, keep going. I am looking because... There was something when you said that. And I was ch- chirping here. You may hear you had me. a circus word. Yes, there was something about they are not the ringmasters. They are the fools and the clowns. Oh, wait. I just find it. I saw the word. Oh, here it is. Okay. Okay. Hold on. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. And this really has to do with now. Come on. Um, I'm referring to the president. Okay. 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 Let me just cut them. Let me just copy this. I have two here. This was from <laughs> November 26, 2019. We're going back three and a half years almost, Marty, for this particular one. So I found two, actually. So let's see. Okay. So it's November 26, 2019. So I don't lose it here and then I'll, I'll read it. Okay. Oh my gosh, the writing is so small. Hold on, I got to blow this up. I could read it, but I'm going to have to squint a little bit. Okay. All right, ready? <laughs> got it. I know. Took me a second there because I had I had to search the database. Okay. So this was from November 26, 2019, this word. And this is what it says. They are not the ringmasters, says the Lord. They are indeed the fools and the clowns. Mm. In a very convoluted charade that has been put on display to open the eyes wide of the people and yanking up by the root for all to see the true motivation of these false excavations that the enemy's agents have taken part in a witch hunt 
where they shall now become the hunted for dare attempting to hunt my children down and take them down. This has to do with now this word. This was three and a half years ago. Wow. Uh, down uh, says the Lord of hosts. How dare they? The hunter shall now become the hunted and the hunted are moving on and soaring to glory and shall be above and not beneath. I am preparing a table before you in the presence of your enemies and those who have persecuted you, says the Lord. Truly, you shall eat the meal of victory for the time has come for my children to break through and break away from the cycles and tricks and backdoor shackles the enemy has attempted to use to keep them from continuing in my plan for where we are at now and what is going to take place is such a threat to his kingdom and the propaganda he cycles out that he has attempted to find any way in through anyone around you to oppress, depress, drain, and siphon from you not only the blessings of the Lord, but that's capitalized the spiritual gifts that can cause you to thrive. This is mm. three and a half years ago. Wow. Praise the Lord. Let's so, see. so we have problems. Yes. <laughs> and, wow. Well, none of us were surprised. Um, so before our time runs out tonight, let's get on over into, so we've talked about that the body of Christ is the answer. Now, if you've got more of that, you want to share, I'm not trying to stop you. <clears throat> um, Oh, well, I can, I can read one more excerpt if you yes. want. Go ahead, please. Okay. July 13th, 2022. You serve a mighty God. Nothing is too difficult for me. However, my children, there is a time and a season for everything under heaven. And know your appointed time is approaching soon where there shall be an unexpected turn and leadership emerge forth from it that I, the Lord, have called for such a time. They are being molded, readied, and pruned right now to prepare them for such. Pray for them as they emerge, for it will shake the establishment and unnerve both parties as their ringmaster of the circus they have so done is dethroned before the people. Wow. So that's the other one. Wow. All right, Marty. Go. <laughs> okay. So we've talked about two main things. We've talked about, or maybe even more, you know, give or take a circus. Um, we've talked about the body of Christ. I come out just swinging, just swinging. The body of Christ is the answer. Well, someone can say, but God's the answer. I know. That's what I just said. John Wesley said, it seems as though that God can do nothing in the earth except through the prayers of man and women, of mankind. So wow. unless we're moving, he's not. Yes. Oh my, Amanda. How many people's mind of religion is like, and I'm not saying that in a bad way, people not been taught. Remember what I was talked about earlier? Authority. They were never taught authority. So they never understood and had a revelation of um, responsibility. If you don't understand authority, you will not even perceive responsibility. And so now that you've been giving out thousands of this book and we're teaching about it and we're doing all that we can to people so people can understand when we pray, we don't just pray to move God. We pray from a place of authority that he's been given us a place to reign and rule in Christ as kings and priests in this earth from the own right hand of the father, which the right hand of the throne is the seat of authority in Christ. We're in this earth reigning and ruling. Now, most Christians you talk to, they're not seeing things from the perspective 
of reigning and ruling. And that's why we should really start getting so frustrated and a really good, you know, good frustration that we need to just get in place of the responsibility because this whole thing, the darkness that's moved in so much, it's our fault. We allowed it. We allowed it. I can't take it all. But when we come together under unity, it's our fault. When we, when we're looked at, well, I'm telling you, when the father looks down from the throne and sees the bride of Christ, he's like, I sure am ready to bring you home, but I need you to do some things. I'm wanting to swoop you away, swoop you, sweep you off your feet and bring you home. But I'm waiting. I can't leave the precious fruit of the earth just hanging. You're hanging on the vine, just sitting out in the field, precious fruit just hanging there. No one's going to go harvest them. He's not taking us home with all that fruit out there in the field. It's waiting on us. And it says in the book of James that the husbandman patiently, 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 patiently waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth. What's he waiting for? He's waiting on us, the laborers, to go out and get it. You're not going to do that without authority, and you're not going to do that without the revelation of responsibility. That's right. And Jesus walked in both, both power and authority, all was given to him, all power and all authority. And the interesting part about Jesus is people think Jesus never said anything um, against what was going on with the government of the time. And that's not true because he did. And when the Pharisees tried to catch him and entrap him, uh, and he said to give him a coin, right? They tried to catch him and entrap him. And he says he asked for the coin. And he says, who is on this coin? And they said, Caesar. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying that at in the Roman Empire, they believed that Caesar was God. Caesar was God. Like that, wow. that they were, that's what they believed. So when he said, give me a coin, he goes, whose face is on it? They said, Caesar's. He said, Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, but give to God what is God's. You know what you're saying right there? Caesar isn't God. Caesar is not God. That was a very politically charged uh, statement that left the Pharisees (laughs) speechless. The fact he was willing to go there, but he did. And he made a separation that Caesar was fallible. He wasn't God. And that they need to give to God what is God's, which they were not doing. Yeah. It was a very profound moment when Jesus did that. <clears throat> very, pro- I love that. Actually, I had not seen that point before, so I, I love that you brought that. How you brought that out. <clears throat> the um, the circus word, the circus word that God gave me that I wrote down <laughs> that I read a while ago. I just love that the circus word. Like it's about time for Grace to fly over when I say circus word. Yeah, I don't know where Grace is right now, but she's around. She may show. Oh, oh, she's sitting on God is good all the time. Hold on, I'll show you. Oh, Grace. There, oh, there's you Grace. Little there. sweetheart. There she is. You're just as cute as a bug in a rug. She is, but she's a little brat sometimes to chat. Yeah. So I have to okay. discipline we, little Grace. America believes you. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not her mommy's fault. Okay. Just no, Chet, you tell him right. You tell him, Chet. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Chet's a good boy. Yeah. Yeah. Chris raised Grace and you raised Chet. I see the I see what's going on. That's yeah. what happened. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what are you gonna say, Marty? So that circus word, uh, I don't yes. even have it pulled up here. That circus word talked about how we, those of us who know the word and the spirit and who actually understand authority and responsibility, that we walk a, a thin wire, a thin wire of the balance 
of how we fellowship in the Word of God. We, we, we feed on the Word of God. We let the Word of Christ dwell in us richly, like Colossians 3.16. Um, you know, David said, I, I won't sin against you because I'll hide your Word in my heart. We know what to do with the Word of God. We know how to fellowship. What a beautiful word concerning the Word. We fellowship in the Word, and we fellowship in intimacy with the Spirit right? So we have this balance of the two and the two kind of just bounce off and work so well together. And we walk that thin wire. So I say that to say when it comes to saving our nation, because I call tonight saving our nation, because it's our responsibility. That's why I'm doing jazz hands, saving our nation. Okay. That shouldn't have done that. So, okay. Sorry, Amanda. So, um, the point is, we save the nation. And now, this it's not about just saving the nation. It's about the church just doing what it does. The church yeah. brings light. What did he say in the book of Psalm? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God brings light. You want to push back the darkness of the evil of the enemy? Just yeah. bring the word of God. But you don't just bring the word. You bring the balance of the spirit. How do we push back darkness? How do we take government? How do we set things straight in the transgender, perverted, twisted agenda? How do we do these things? The balance of the power of the word and the power of the spirit, and we walk in both. So we don't just pray the word, but we pray the word as we flow with the spirit, and he will give us utterance and intercession as needed for it's said that we know not how we ought to pray, but he'll make it intercessions for us, even with groanings that cannot be uttered. So it's just this balance. You want to save a nation? Learn the balance. You want to save us? You want to save the kids? Learn the balance of not just the word, but also working with the Holy Ghost, working with Jesus, the Spirit. And he sent his word. And his word became flesh and dwelt with us. So Jesus is with us. It's the balance of the word, the balance of the spirit. And those are the ones that are going to save the day. Those are the ones that God can operate the miraculous through. They're the ones that are on the front lines pushing back the agenda of darkness. That is so true because when mm-hmm. we look at um, if we when we look at the book of Exodus too, what were Moses and Aaron speaking to Pharaoh? They were speaking the word of God. They were speaking the words that God was telling them to speak to Pharaoh. This, this, let my people go. You have my child. I want my child back. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get my child back. This was God, the father there showing up saying, you've got my kid hostage and I want my kid back. But they had to speak it. It had to be spoken for those plagues to come forth. It had to be spoken over and over again and warned of fair. And it took a a year and 10 plagues before the Pharaoh let them go. But you know what happened? Moses and Aaron stayed consistent. Yeah. They did not flake off. They kept appearing before Pharaoh. They kept being obedient. They kept pressing. They kept resisting. And when the last plague of the firstborn (laughs) happened because of what Pharaoh did to the Jewish babies, throwing them in the Nile, the boys, when that plague came, it broke, began to break the superpower of the world that the enemy had control over. And that's when you started to see change and breakthrough happen and the exodus happen. But it took a year of resisting 
and being consistent for us to see that and then come to that Red Sea moment where the Lord did something so unexpected it blew their minds. Which brings us to a good point, Amanda. Yes. We have a Red Sea moment coming. Yes, we do. I agree. I agree. We do. We yeah. do. We, you know, I, I can't even, I, I think we have been talking about this Red Sea moment coming um, <clears throat> since, since after what happened in 2020, that there would be a Red Sea moment that approached from this. Yeah. And it's, it's, it is fast coming upon us. It is coming upon us. And I believe so much has happened with the, the office of a prophet. The Lord spoke to me a while back uh, just recently and said, the office of the prophet hasn't reached its peak. Up, it, I, well, that I agree with. He said to me, he said, it's not reached its peak. I've been restoring that office because it's Hold been on, so, yes. been such a famine, been such a deficit. I like to say those words a lot. That's it's been good. so neglected. It's been so thrown away. That office has been so set aside like a mm-hmm. trinket set aside like a little toy that the baby doesn't want to rattle anymore, you know, just put it in the toy box and shut the lid and don't even play with it no more, you know? And so the Lord is brought back. So there's been such an abrupt move of prophets that it's scaring everybody. Oh no. What's the pro? What do they say? They're talking about the future. How could they do that? Lord have mercy. Have you not read the new or the old Testament? But there's been such a restoration of that ministry gift. Yes. It's rocking people's world. Even there's other generals and other people that are just so, oh, Lord, you know have why? mercy. Do you understand prophets are seers? Do you understand because God calls them seers, they will see things you do not see. You will, will never see what they see or he'd yes. call you a seer too. And they will react to what they see before you see it. They are reacting to what they see way before it happens. We're having the reaction already because we're seeing it. And then the others think you're crazy and get upset because they're not seeing it. When we're reacting to what we're seeing coming, we're already reacting to it. Yeah. Because we know it's coming. Yeah. It's an interesting world to live in. You know, you're, you're walking in the earthly realm and the spiritual realm at the same time. And, and and you're reacting to things that haven't even happened yet yeah. that you're having these reactions to. Yeah. And so, yes, it is rattling people, but you know what? The prophetic office carries an authority yeah. on it that shakes the gates of hell. It does. Mm-hmm. It, it, it carries an authority on it with the words that the Lord <laughs> speaks through the vessel that literally shakes the plans of the enemy in the realm of the spirit it is such a threat to the enemy. This is why the enemy tries to attack that office so much. This is why. Yeah. Because there's real power and authority that comes off of that office. Other offices, they carry authority too. And praise they God, they're so powerful and they're so wonderful. But one of the one of the one of the issues of why the prophet's been so misunderstood is because those offices, they'll carry authority in the here and now. Yes. And the prophet will carry authority in tomorrow. That's good. And that's just messes everybody up. Yes. We'll be taken and see a thing and know the details of it. I was praying the other day and I saw the prophet's office in this nation years from now. And I saw the ones on the front line of it. 
I saw them. And I saw things taking place. And I saw it's a few years on up ahead. He takes us in and shows us things. And you have to understand, you're not going to see the things if you're not seeing it from that office. So you're not going to perceive and have the revelation. Now, I love that phrase, a a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, imagine the Lord taking you in the future in that place of authority and showing you a full movie. How many words is that worth? And then he turns those words into prophetic utterance and gives them to the here and now. So the here and now gets so freaked out because someone's speaking tens of thousands of words about a movie they've been shown about tomorrow. But it's just what you do. You see a thing and you're naturally to respond to say a thing. Seeing and saying is what we do. But someone who's only carrying authority in the here and now realm, which is a beautiful thing. It is beautiful because you're taking care of business right here in front of you. But someone's called to go before you and take care of business. Amen. Amen. I'm talking some crazy stuff. (laughs) But it's so true. And And when we see it, because it hasn't happened yet, people have a hard time understanding it. But it's it, it it's what we see is a warning of what's coming to prepare the body of Christ so they can start praying into it now, so they can affect what's happening through prayer. And so when it happens, they are ready. They are not shaken. They are ready. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. We have to be ready. Yeah. I was with a pastor today, <clears throat> known him for a few years, years ago. Um, I'd never met him before, but a mutual friend said, will you come pray with this pastor friend? He's going through some challenges. And I said, absolutely, because I know you and your friends with him. Yes, I sure will. So the three of us spent about a month, month and a half praying together. And after just once a week for an hour, and I think we did Mondays like at seven or eight in the morning, and it all turned around. Well, I went by to see him today just to visit. I just I felt my spirit just go see him today and carried him some money and gave him a little love offering and just, just had him in my heart, you know. And went by and, and blessed him. And he said, can you come talk in a private area? So we went. To, he said, can you come back and pray? He said, you seem to be able to help me get out of these things. And we're in some things right now. And I'm like, absolutely. But you know why I'll come is because you respect the office that can help. Because there's something. Listen, every single one of the five ministry gifts are absolutely amazing but they they have different things they do. And you can't get an evangelist and get them to do prophet stuff or get them to do pastor stuff. Everything will be murky and messed up and people will fall by the wayside. It'll be a crash. It'll be in the newspapers. Lord have mercy. It's going to fail. But if you get the evangelist in the zone, in the place that he plays best, he is going to hit home run after home run. That's he is right. going to make touchdowns. He's going to make the goal. The umpires are going to give him thumbs up. It's going to be beautiful. And the pastor, the pastor, the pastor sees tomorrows for what the sheep need to be fed. Yes. Right? So there is a future ability for the pastor to go in and have um, green pastors revealed unto him that he needs to feed the sheep tomorrow. So there is some prophetic that comes with that office, but there's prophetic things to the office of a prophet that completely are different than just feeding a sheep. It's literally managing so much more than that. 
The tomorrows for prophets are unlimited as far as the prophet wants to walk out into the into the the, the lines of time. I've gotten in the lines of time, and I'd take one step, and it'd be a year in the future. And I would stand there, and I'd look around. And I'd take two steps, and it'd be two years in the future. And I would stand there, and I'd look around. I've gone out to, th- to 2030. Two times I've gotten out to 2030, and it was so bright, and there was such an awe, I couldn't even look. I just fell down. It was such glory there. I don't know what's there, but it's going to be good. But I've been on that timeline in the future many times. I've gone out five years and seen my tomorrows. That's what we do. And that's just a gifting of God to help the body. If the body will listen, they'll make the corrections. What did what did Joseph do? Did he talk? Did he reveal? Didn't he reveal a famine's coming and they Seven prepared? Years. Yeah, they prepare. That's what you do. It is what you do. And Joseph saw the seven years and what was going to happen because the Lord gave him the correct interpretation of Pharaoh's dream. And then what did he do? You see, because that office holds a lot of wisdom on how to put something into it, to see it and put it into action. Uh, And so that's what Joseph did. He saw it. The Lord showed him. He interpreted it. The Lord, the uh, Pharaoh put him at his, at, you know, just a little bit beneath him. And Joseph put the plans of God into action. Now, was that all about saving Egypt? No, it was about saving God's people. Egypt got the grace from that because Pharaoh loved Joseph and blessed Joseph. So therefore God blessed that Pharaoh. Something about seeing the future, something about having. So like the two gifts of the spirit, you know, the two power gifts, there's three of them. There's word of knowledge. Um, Oh, I'm talking revelation gifts. I'm sorry. You got the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and the discerning of spirits where you see into the spirit realm. The word of knowledge is that you have knowledge about the here or the past, about right now or something in the past. The word of wisdom, when you define it, it is knowing the mind of God. It's defined a little bit differently. People don't normally say um, that the word of knowledge is knowing the mind of God for now and the past because it is, but it's normally defined concerning the word of wisdom, knowing the mind of God for tomorrows. Now, that's a gift of the Spirit that can be given as a manifestation that will come to you and through you on behalf of a body, of people, on behalf of, of an individual. We've had that happen. It's a beautiful gift. But it's a, it's a spiritual gift that can come to anyone in the body of Christ, not just prophets, anyone who believes and can walk in that place where the word of wisdom, but that's what I love about the word of wisdom. It's the mind of God. So the prophets, they're so touching the future They're walking in the mind of God. And what the God wants to do is he wants the prophet to go out in the future and download the mind of God and bring it back to today and speak the heart and the mind of God to the body to prepare them for tomorrow and to strengthen them for today. Amen. Amen. That's that's exactly it. Mm -hmm. And... People with the prophetic office, I think we touch on all three of those, all three of those uh, 
revelation gifts. We happen to touch on all three of them as as the Lord gives uh, utterance for us to do so. Um, I certainly have, and I know you have. Uh, And so I remember having a dream a couple of weeks ago and there was somebody at the top of this mountain and I was almost to the top of the mountain. And this person was saying to me, come up higher, come up higher now. And I, and I rock by rock was climbing higher and I was already high. I was already high up, but I was being called even higher at that time, which was just a couple of weeks ago. I was being called higher. I'm being called, you know, into, into, into seeing more into a higher revelation of that. Uh, And I remember having that dream and it's, it's, it's been interesting since then what's been going on. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And it's, I know it's, it's, so you've been in some transition, haven't you? You've been in some transition and some change. Mm -hmm. Some of the calls have got defined in a more, more aligned differently, more of a national. Yes. And more of an influence of leaders. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's been happening. And, and, and we've just had loudmouth. We've just had some changes. Well, I'll just say me, Jenny and I, we've just, because Jenny and I, we really, we really do operate as one on almost everything we do when we minister together, really want to yes. operate as one. I've seen them because, too. I, yeah. Yeah. And because the Lord said to me, anytime your wife is with you in ministering, it's going to double the anointing. Well, I'd just be stupid to leave her out of it. Come on, girl, put your overalls on. Let's just jump on a hayride. Okay, okay, that didn't make any sense. But if you're from the country, you know what that means. So that's why I bring Chris. That's why I bring Chris. It's it's it, it's along the same reason. Chris is yeah. also my covering as my husband, yeah. so he's he's there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, by the way, Chris, I want to tell you that um, someone emailed me, Chris, and when you were with us last week at the Healing Revival, uh, you prayed for someone and they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues. So they were just oh. praying, saying, thank you, thank you, let Chris know that I received the, the wonderful prayer language. Oh, thank you. Oh. God is good. God I don't know good. the name of the person, but I thank you to our her to say it to us. One person I remember, I prayed to her and he's got cancer. And I, we, we prayed to the Lord that this cancer is no more. And we're praying it's, Written and down, no more. Yeah. And he's coming to the vent, the, the vent, and my Miami, Miami. Miami. Okay. Yes. Oh, good. And I good. hope to see this person, and I know I will have a part of the healing. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, praise the Lord. So the balance yeah. of the word, the balance of the spirit, the two working together, mm. we push back darkness. We win. Is that yes. Chet? Yeah, Chet. 
Yeah. <laughs> we push back darkness. We push back darkness. But yes. the one thing I wanted to say before we finish tonight yes. is today on my, which I actually was going to begin to say this an hour ago, I began to talk about today's teaching on my Walking with Jesus series. Um, the Lord just really prompted me strong to just cover a whole hour of just what does unity look like? You know, the mm-hmm. book of Acts, the second chapter, they were all together in one accord, in one Pentecost. place, one accord Pentecost. in one place. Over and over, right? Over and over. And then and then and and then Peter and John at the gate beautiful, Acts three, around verse one, they pull the man up at the gate beautiful who was crippled, silver and gold have I none, but yes. such as I have give I thee. And then the 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 leaders of the day begin to persecute them and even threaten them, you'll no longer speak in that name of Jesus. You'll no longer talk or teach or preach about that that Jesus. And they just walked out the door from the, being told that, walked right out the door, gathered together in one accord. They went, it said they went to their own company. So there's something about unity. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't know if I was going to do this or not, but I'm really, I feel like I'm being prompted. Okay. I want to start a unity prayer, a praying for the nation. Um, I was saying just in the last few days, the Lord spoke to me that we're, we're, we're in a transition. Jenny and I are in a transition as well. That's kind of turning a little bit, still focusing on the church, but turning a little bit to look at the nation. Cause I normally don't touch the nation stuff because I really try to stay in my lane. And he's had me dealing with the church and almost everything I ever say has to do with come on church Wake up, church. Let's get busy, church. Come on, church. Jesus is in you. You can do the job. Rise up. Let the grace to race come upon you. Be all the, you know, the gifts of the Spirit, the flowing of the Spirit. How the Word gets inside you where you become God in the earth, Jesus in the earth, the body of Christ. That's my norm, but I'm feeling a little bit of a adding on, like a supplement of the nation that yes. took place this week. And uh, he said these words to me, new beginnings, new beginnings. And so with that, I just want to say, I'm going to, I really think I've been chewing on it all day and I wasn't going to do it, but it's kind of coming up in me because I just thought it was in my head, but I'm going to start at least once a week, uh, just a a time of prayer online Mm -hmm. and have anyone that would want to join and pray for the nation where we groom each other and we groom and we cultivate what it means to intercede, what it means for intercession, what does intercession look like? What did what did um, in the book of Genesis eighteen? What did Abraham do for the for Sodom? How did he do that? How did he get before the Lord, wash his feet, feed him a meal, minister unto the Lord? That way, that when he and the Lord were work, walking towards Sodom, the Lord literally looked at him and said, "Shall I share our plans with Abraham? Shall we share our plans of Sodom?" of what we're probably, of what we're looking at doing, if we find Sodom is so dark as we're hearing, shall I share these plans? See the secret things of God for our nation. They're in prayer. Now they're wrapped up in the word, but they're also in the realm of prayer. So I want to start a weekly prayer. So uh, I highly recommend if you want to, to join us, um, go to loudmouthprayer.org. And on the front page, I'm going to put some, details of how to join loudmouthprayer.org and I'll put some details on there of how to join our weekly prayer and we're going to start that really soon and it's going to be just an hour 
online together of just cultivating and praying for the nation. It's time for us to do in the realm of the spirit what we've been trained to do, and we're going to do it together. Amen, Marty. I I wholeheartedly agree. People have to come together of one accord right now. And, you know, the timing of you starting this now is very interesting, and I will tell you why. Because on the last day of Passover, there is 50 days between Passover and Pentecost. Wow. 50 is the Jubilee, right? Where the captives get set free. But every day for 50 days, what the Jews would do is bind wheat and count an omer per day, mm-hmm. per day. It's a very crucial window between the end of Passover and Pentecost. So that this being started now is no accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't going to do it because I felt like it might be my mind, but even right now, as so it's in my spirit so strong, you couldn't even talk me out of it. Just because it's all about us doing it together and then many haven't known what we know. So we gonna, we'll even have you on, and we'll do it together. Oh, so. I'll come on. I'm there. Yeah. Just let me and know we'll, we'll come on, and for an hour, we'll just come we'll on, pray. and we'll just pray for the nation. And we'll intercede, okay. and we'll go in and out. And we'll go in and take care of the Lord's business in the unseen realm, and then we'll step back out. And then, uh, you know, we'll have a bird fly over, and I'll tell a bad joke. And then we'll go back in. There you go. Uh-huh. But we just, we are the ones with the authority and the responsibility. Yeah, man. It's time yes. to get her done. A man, or it's time to get her done. I totally get her done. Get her yes, done. Marty. I totally agree. That's a great way to end it is. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. See? Yeah. Lord moved. Amen. Well, praise God. Hey, good show tonight, Chris. I love you. You are so good looking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, give or take the hat. <laughs> well, hey, oh, well, yes. anything else? Um, well, Chet just said goodnight. He just left. And <laughs> oh, the Chet. next Grace Out Loud will yes. be a week from this Thursday, right? Yes, you're correct. <clears throat> yes, a week from this Thursday will be the next Grace Out Loud. So we will announce it. We will let you know. And once again, Marty, thank you for coming on. Praise the Lord. Anointed night. Thank you guys. We'll see God bless you, soon. you God bless you. Love you. God bless. Bye, Jenny. <laughs> okay, and that concludes our episode or broadcast of Grace Out Loud. I think it's episode 12, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm going to announce again that our Passover Seder that we are going to do live is going to be Monday, April 10th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I think Gus may even join us for that Seder uh, to help me with some of the Haggadah and the reading uh, of the Passover Haggadah. And so you can go to Amanda Grace, the number four him, him.blogspot.com for your shopping list so you can prepare the Passover and do it with us live. Also, tomorrow at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Eric Metaxas will be on Ark of Grace with us to talk about his book, Letter to the American Church. If you have friends who are pastors, they need to watch this broadcast. This is one of the most powerful books that you get into the hand of every pastor in America uh, and read the insight that the Lord has given Eric. We're also going to talk about what, what is about to happen tomorrow. Pray tonight. Pray, take communion, 
and pray for what is about to happen tomorrow. And we will be discussing that with Eric as well. 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will announce. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. God bless you. Keep the faith. Chet and Grace have gone night-night, right? Uh, yes. And uh, we're going to sign off for the night. So armor up, everyone, according to Ephesians chapter 6. Psalm 91 in this hour. That is your contract. You should be saying it. You should be just believing it and speaking it every day. I speak it over me and Chris before bed at night. Um, I pray it. And uh, I, I truly believe in it. So Psalm 91. Uh, speak it out. That is your contract right now, every day. God bless everyone. Keep the faith. Have a wonderful evening. Hello, everyone. This is Amanda Grace, and I wanted to tell you, if you are interested in where you should invest financial matters, if precious metals, if gold and silver is something that you should invest in or should be a part of your portfolio, please go to bh-pm.com. That is bh-pm.com. Beverly Hills Precious Metals, Andrew Sorcini, who has been on Art of Grace before, he loves to answer our viewers' questions, is more than happy to guide you and to answer your questions and to help you in those financial matters. So please go to bh-pm.com today. Thank you, everyone. God bless. You want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing, you can go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARK, A-R-K, to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all MyPillow products. They are so much more than just pillows. They have amazing bathrobes, they have sheets, they have slippers, they of course have pillows, and they even have dog beds. And I will tell you a fun fact, Noble, our pig at the animal sanctuary that many of you know and love, has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you'd like to be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARC. God bless everyone. If you are looking for an excellent doctor, if you are looking to get healthier, if you are looking for guidance, go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Dr. Mark Sherwood and his lovely wife, Dr. Michelle, have the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Both myself and my husband, Chris, and let me tell you, God bless Dr. Sherwood because Chris was a top nut to crack on this. But Chris is finally on board and we are both patients of his. I have to tell you, they have helped us tremendously. They also have an amazing line of products that are excellent for your health and can help you get your health back on track. So if you would like to make an appointment with them or you want to go see uh, what they are all about, what products they have, you can go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. If you would like to grow your own food with what we see going on right now in the world with not only food supplies, but what they are doing to our food, you can go to amandagracegrows.com. These are amazing hydroponic growers. In fact, we have one in our parrot room, and this is an indoor one we have where you can grow food all year round, actually. Vegetables all year round. And we are doing that, actually, for our birds and our animals at our sanctuary they also have outdoor ones they actually yield 30 percent more and grow the vegetables three times faster so if you would like to learn more go to amandagracegrows.com god bless and i have to tell you something they work
it is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar anxiety pain neuropathy to immune system boost dog pain they are very yes. sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma we are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues i yeah. tried the pain patches and yeah, i gave them I to my uh vp of operations also ronnie and she said they worked as well she was yeah. quite shocked actually but she said they worked so, and they worked when i used them when you connect it to your body the skin patch changes your brain waves this one is neuropathy i actually have it on and we use this on toby actually because toby's about eight years old and from being paralyzed years ago and the lord miraculously healing him he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips so we actually give him the doggy pain patches what was he doing he was running oh yeah <laughs> i mean i walked him out and wow he's boom and he got power i said no way and i don't know i said amanda what what did you do to him to <laughs> so it's good hello everyone it's amanda grace i'm coming to you today to talk to you about reawaken america i have been humbled and honored to be a part of reawaken america since april 2021 when the first one was had at rima bible college in tulsa oklahoma and i have to say i have watched so many amazing moments happen for the glory of god at reawaken america and seeds get planted in the lives of those that are still seeking the lord we have seen many people uh get set free healed delivered uh we love to pray over people at reawaken america um i have prayed with so many uh amazing people which include marty grisham from lama prayer prayer pastor todd coconado uh who also deals in deliverance as well and it has been uh an honor and a privilege to pray for so many people to be able to minister to them for my husband chris to be able to minister as well and uh for for clay and general flynn to allow me to to even speak there to even speak and and speak what the lord has to say people need the word of the lord in this hour that is what they need uh and so Reawaken America has been a chance for people to come and not only hear the word of the Lord um, and hear biblical teaching and be prayed for, but also to get necessary information they need because the word of God says it is the knowledge of the truth that will set you free. Um, and so it's been an incredible experience for us. We hope to see you at upcoming events uh, that are coming up this year. Uh, and we are excited to see you there. God bless everyone. This is